Hey everybody, welcome to AfterBuzz TV's The Night Manager After Show. We'll be breaking down episode one of this six-part miniseries. We're going to find out how Jonathan Pine trans transforms from spy, or excuse me, from soldier to hotelier to spy. So stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ooh, suspenseful, yes. Music. Look at that. Setting the table correctly there for a suspenseful six-part event. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Night Manager After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We'll be breaking down this six-episode miniseries event that's airing on AMC. Usually it's panel three, but Lucretia Lyons, she is on assignment, as we like to say in the biz, right? Just yeah, sure. By assignment, we mean gambling in Vegas. Ha. That's what it is. But in the meantime, we've got the two-o, uh, the two-o, the duo. Yeah, that works. The sure. two-o or the duo with the most here, breaking it down. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter, at HappyGoJackie. And I'm joined by the talented and lovely Carrie Lane. Hey, how's it going, guys? You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. So we'll be talking about The Night Manager. Uh, it, uh, this has already aired in the BBC. It was a BBC production that mm -hmm. AMC is also going to be part of as well. And so it's now just starting to air on AMC. Yes. Uh, stars, we got Tom Hiddleston, uh, Hugh Laurie, yep. Olivia Colman, Tom Hollander. Mm -hmm. uh, quite an all-star cast yes, for this. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's John, It's adapted from a John le Carre novel. Now, for those people, he's, done, he's a well-renowned uh, author for spy novels. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not necessarily your typical like Ian Fleming, James Bond type novels, where it's a lot of action adventure, like romance, intrigue, things like that, uh, big you know, set pieces. This is more just intimate, uh, intimate character portrayals with, uh, you feel like a lot of tension and drama. And it's uh, mm -hmm. kind of a little slower moving uh, at points, and then with punctuated. But it's British. Yes, that's it's British. What they do. <laughs> uh, and the one thing that's always been talked about, like the John Le Carre's uh, novels, bringing them from from the book to uh, screen, is usually if they've done in films. Uh, usually two hours doesn't seem enough because his novels are very complex and detail-oriented and trying to take such a, a big novel and boiling it down into two hours, many people find it's unsuccessful. That's why it's a six-part miniseries. That's right. Uh, so like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy was originally a British miniseries with Al Guinness. They did two mm. of those. Uh, and that over the six hours they had for that, it was well-received because they felt like they had a chance to kind of breathe. I didn't love the movie. I think I might like the miniseries more. Yeah, I think many people felt the same way. It's like you, you yeah. kind of missed uh, some of the details that you yeah. that you'd get in a miniseries. We had a chance to actually breathe, relax, mm -hmm. you know, and lay out the pieces instead of just like, wait, did you catch it? And you're like, uh, yes, I think, maybe. <laughs> I, I think so, possibly. So there's been two attempts to try to adapt this novel as a film. And mm. both have been unsuccessful. They didn't uh, reach fruition, basically because they thought it was unadaptable. Uh, but did now, they do them with English or American cast? Uh, I believe that they Just were trying. With, uh, I believe they're trying to do it with uh, uh, a British cast. Okay, but it was all thought like oh, we can't make this. It's just too. It's too complex of a novel. Because Tinker Taylor was a mix. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but they, they just said, hey, let's do this as a six-part miniseries. We yep. get a chance to really kind of let this novel kind of uh, breathe uh, uh, on in, in the course of six episodes. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, well, I, starting from the first episode, the way it kind of plays. Uh, yeah. A lot happens, and then there's a lot of pause in a way. But I, no, I felt it was still very engaging and very intriguing, and you want to know what happens next. And I mean, it's nice to know that our main guy, Mr. Pine, is a ex-soldier, because otherwise you're like, who is this average guy who's like, yes, I'm going to get involved with people who could kill me. Absolutely. Yes, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> Well, there have been some changes from uh, adapting it because the novel came out in 1993, and it was uh, took place during uh. the Central American drug wars. 
uh, now uh, back then, which in the early 90s was kind of prevalent, but now mm-hmm. they updated it to the Arab Spring Wars in Cairo in 2011 is when we start the set. I start the story right there with Tom Hiddleston, who's already kind of uh, gotten away from the war, and now yep. it's just a hotelier. Not just. He's the night manager. The night manager, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and now you mentioned that you had a friend that it was yes. a night manager. What What is the life of a night manager like? Well, you get probably most of the weirder people, because who's, who's arriving at nighttime or requests to at nighttime, and, or maybe the more discreet people that are arriving at night, which we have noticed when... Um, he's at his second hotel, mm-hmm. you know, because that's when your guest arrives. They're not regular daytime customers. I imagine it's long stretches of nothing happening. Probably. Punctuated by moments of like, you know. Wh- weird. Uh, and yeah, the weirdness coming through. Unique requests, yeah. Uh, did your friend enjoy being a night manager? Yeah. she liked it a lot. All right. Mm. And uh, does she miss doing it now? No. <laughs> hey, <do not laughs> she liked that. it when she did it, and then she's like, I'm so glad I'm done. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, I yeah. guess being a night manager is not a, a lifetime career. No, but like his character, he's interesting. He said it. He said it found him in a way. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I guess after you've seen, you know, just what can happen in wartime situations. I guess like sometimes having those moments of just quiet, quiet solitude, mm-hmm. punctuated by uh, bits of weirdness, is a, yeah. a refreshing change of pace. And how British to be very serving and polite. Absolutely. Sir, certainly, sir. And yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's, it's not just uh, that profession that found him, but we see uh, a little danger and intrigue find yeah. him while he's there as a hotelier mm-hmm. in Cairo. He's approached by Sophia Alakon. Al- 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 there we go. Let me get that name correct. Uh, she the lovely mistress. Yes. She approaches him because her boyfriend, he's got she's got some uh, details on him because he's actually uh, buying some weapons from a world-renowned uh, Richard Roper. Uh, mm-hmm. He's an international arms dealer. This is a big thing to do. And, and so she's kind of trapped in this relationship and is looking for mm-hmm. a way out and sees uh, good old Tom Hiddleston, uh, Jonathan Pine, hanging out on a, on a yacht, talking to people and thinking like, oh, maybe this guy could be my way to get out of this situation. Uh, I don't. I wonder if she thought that that early because it felt more at the hotel because yeah. Mr. Hamid is a little too possessive for her. And then maybe she... I don't know. Let, let's play that she didn't know as much that he was into. She knew maybe a little bit, but then once she got these documents, then that was probably her, like, I need to get out. Yeah, it does, I mean, certainly I can understand in the situation she's looking for just hopefully the quickest way out of the situation. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's with the most well thought out plan. No, but it works very well yeah. in terms of, well, she doesn't have good end results. Yes. But, you know, he didn't take much to be seduced. No, no, no. That that's true, and mm. I, and of course you know you get to see Tom Hiddleston's butt. You know, it's uh, that's a uh, yeah, treat for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he went. He was pretty quick into that. But then again, if you have like a beautiful um, woman or man or you know whatever your case is of like coming at you, going, "Hey, I want you," you know, how hard is it to be like, you know, mm, hold that thought, maybe not, and then he's like, "Really? Oh, sure." You know, he just goes into it. Yeah, I, no, that's true. I mean, it's hard to say no to somebody that's actively trying to seduce you. Yeah. It's, it's a tough thing. He's like, no, no I'm the night manager. I can't possibly. Like, no. I can't be doing that. Please. Yeah. Uh, so he does uh, get this information and he leaks it to a government contact, uh, Simon uh, Ogilvie, uh, played mm-hmm. by Russell Tovey, which was kind of a nice I know, little, being yes. human, I was so excited. There you go. Uh, being human, I always remember him as the uh, what the, the first mate in the Doctor Who episode there. The, yes, uh, yes, that too. Who gets hooked up with Captain Jack at the end mm-hmm. before David Tennant leaves the series. So that's... <laughs> uh, so we passed out information for them, and then we get to see what it's like for the MI6 over in London. And, well, uh, their crappy office. Yes. <laughs> and we see one other change from the novel, because originally it was uh, a male, uh, uh, that Angela Burr's character was a male uh, in, the sto- in the novel. 
switched it to Olivia Coleman, made her, uh, and wrote in her real life pregnancy into oh, the character okay. as well. Yeah. So I changed it to I thought her. she was great. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, you know, if, if you watch her for Broadchurch, yeah. many other things that she's done, she's just an amazing actress. Well, she's also one that that character, I'm like, yeah, if you switch it, doesn't really matter. Yeah. If it's a guy or girl, because they're not doing anything so gender specific that you're like, no. But they probably were like, we need probably some more females in the cast. And she's a very strong female character. Definitely. She's because, great. Because you feel like the way, like uh, Sophia, or as we'll uh, see a little bit later in this episode, Jed, are mm-hmm. basically just kind of, they're serving the male stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of, you know, basically just arm candy, for lack of yeah. a better word. So it's nice to be able to change uh, that character into a female and have Olivia Coleman play it to give somebody that, you know, a, a good female strong character role in that. And she's just very proactive. She's not taking the upper management telling her to stop. She's not taking that BS at all. No, no. She's uh, like, no. She sniffs right through it. <laughs> but you do notice the change uh, from like a, like an Ian Fleming James Bond novel. And, of course, the way that the government works, the 007 program. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more, you know, you, uh, not as realistic. More more movie fantasy in terms of mm-hmm. what that spy organization is like. But I feel like this portrayal is a lot closer to what it's like working in MI6 in in uh, the UK right now. Sure, like the yes, we're gonna have a meeting. We're gonna talk about it. Oh wait, that meeting's canceled because those people fund our government. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of bureaucracy. A mm-hmm. lot of like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, we can't step on the wrong toes or yeah. anything like that. So you really get a feeling like it. It's. Uh, I mean, the office is cold. It's you know. Yeah. Just, uh, this they does don't not have look, their heat. Yes. Aww. It does not seem like a very glamorous for such an important job yeah. that they do. And that office looks so pathetic for what they do. You're like, really? That's that's. But that's her point. She's like, yeah, no money and no heat. Yeah. Uh, no budget. Thanks, guys. How do you expect this to do anything to help bring people to justice? Yeah. And you're putting. I mean, you're already handcuffing us so much yes. on this. Uh, so it it does not work out well for Sophie. I mean, they nope. they, try, they try to set up an extraction plan, but it does yeah. not work. Not so much. They're a little late on that plan. No, I mean, Pine he should have gone through with his plan to yeah. somehow get her somewhere. But he, I mean, I guess I mean, I guess when you're you're, you're relying on the supposed experts, yeah. Like, all right, like you guys. Well, his friend made a good point that he's like, in Britain, it'd be just as dangerous. But she probably shouldn't have stayed at the hotel. You don't want to, don't. You, I mean, if you're going to make a big move like that to try to get yourself out of that life and you're uh, you're yeah. leaking confidential information, you don't want to stick that close. I think you want to try to make yourself as scarce as possible to the guy that could get rid of you. I think she was ready to die almost because why would you, if you went back, she must have known that was a possibility. I mean, I guess you're spending, I mean, a life on the run. Yeah. I mean, if that. If, She's like, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I could go hide anywhere and at, yeah. some, at some point I'm always going to be looking over my soul, yeah. shoulder and somebody will probably find yeah. me. Oh, I feel bad for her. Oh, and that poor dog in oh. that shot. Yeah, just like, just sitting there, just kind of like you know, the fur kind of bl- matted with blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, so he walks into the bathroom, and there she is, just. I think that was just like the living room. Oh, the living room. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the all front, bloody. Yeah, yeah. The little foyer, just like bloody yeah. and oh, just did not. Oh, yeah. And the dog just just. Oh, and his breakdown was so sad. Yeah. Like, I just want to give you a hug. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, it does not work out. And so, I mean, I can see why uh, <clears throat> he just wants to. Uh, I mean, that mm-hmm. seeing somebody that you yeah. were trying to help killed mm-hmm. uh, as a result of like I could have tried to do something more mm-hmm. to help save her uh, yep. yeah it colors his whole perception and uh, basically uh, he's like four years later we jump into uh, the Swiss that was interesting that yeah. it did a you know jump in time I wasn't really expecting that yeah I, I thought we'd we'd settle a little bit more in with mm-hmm. the aftermath of that uh, but no no, no we, we just jump into the, the I mean, next point and he goes point. to like brutally cold snow Switzerland and like well if you really want to get away yeah, I mean, I guess Apparently. you want to be the, the, one of the remotest places possible. It looked pretty, though. The, that I will lodge say, man, looked really nice. 
the cinematography on this is mm-hmm. just fantastic. Some of the shots in there are just like, wow, mm-hmm. all right. I mean, I'm they, like I'm ready to go skiing. <laughs> a very well shot production, yes, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I guess we'll talk about the acting. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, no, that's fine. That's you know, whatever those guys are. Uh, but he, uh, there he is. He's at a new job. He's at mm-hmm. another hotelier, another night mm-hmm. manager in the Swiss Alps. Mm-hmm. And then who comes into his life? Richard Roper. What a coincidence. Described as the worst man in the world. Of course. What a great. What, who can laugh? <laughs> yes. Now, yes. they did a great thing with him because, like, uh, and equating it to maybe, like, the West Wing, uh, that uh, the pilot episode of that, where you're always talking about uh, Jed Bartlett, president, and we mm-hmm. everybody's talking about him, but you don't see him until, like, the last five minutes of that episode mm-hmm. where he comes mm-hmm. in uh, and has such a powerful impact, mm-hmm. when he, and it does that great scene where he's addressing down that uh, uh, that religious right person. Oh, I love that scene. That is a great scene. Because uh, it's, well, it's well written, and he makes a good point. Yeah. So. Uh, and there's something to be said about having people talk about a character. Yeah. And really kind of build up anticipation. Well, it's interesting because us going into it, we already know the actors, so we already have opinions about them anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole other, like, outside the show going in. Yeah. Well, even Tom, too, of like, you know, we're like, wow, with that black hair gone, you look so different. Yes. Now, I certainly, so. uh, I mean, I guess if you're trying to compare, like, the roles, if you think, like, Tom Hiddleston, who's done many roles, but people probably uh, primarily know him as Loki. It's most recent, too. Yes. And most widely known. And then... Hugh, you know, most people know him for a house. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is his real voice. This is what his real voice sounds like. Yes. Not American. Uh, and certainly while he's playing more of, uh, you, know, you know, as I say, the worst man in the world. I mean, he does have those, you know, those house. I mean, house was never the, the, the friendliest and cuddliest person yeah. anyway. Uh, certainly not all out evil and an arms mm-hmm. dealer. But you could see more of like a, a connection between those two characters where it's like, oh, it doesn't seem Overly that. Overly confident. Yeah. Uh, that so you're like oh I can see Hugh playing this but yeah. seeing Tom where you know him as more of a charismatic kind of bad guy to all of a sudden be you know, subdued yes mm-hmm. sure yeah so I, I thought it was like oh interesting to see him more in a different role from what mm-hmm. I've no, mm-hmm. what I've more often seen him as yeah oh yeah yeah and I thought he, and people have always, there's been a lot of talk and speculation that oh maybe after Daniel Craig leaves the James Bond role that Tom Hiddleston um, could be a replacement for that didn't you didn't you hear the one about like the theory Idris Alba. Because that'd be a fun way to switch it up. Yes. Because he'd be perfect, too. No, he'd be very cool. Yeah. Uh, would you want to see Tom Hiddleston? Is what you saw in here? I mean, certainly it's not as... Tom, it, could he could work. I feel he could be um, a Bond. But, I mean, I was liking the Idris. Idris yes. Because then we can get the color mix up, too, because... Or switch up. Because, you know, it's one of those, like, he's just as charming and could be a spy as well. For sure, they're both. Both. There we go. They should both audition, and we'll see who yeah, does I mean, a better watched, job at the audition. <laughs> that's right. I mean, if you watch Luther on uh, yeah, the BBC, I mean, totally. he's great in that. Yeah. So yeah, I could easily. It would be. It would be a definite change of pace to see and that. And then you go, oh yeah, he's British too. Yeah, it's like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah let's do this. Yeah, I mean, he's got uh, that when he when he's just talking in his regular accent. Mm-hmm. Oof, hello, there you go. Mm-hmm. Very charismatic. Uh, but we see uh, also Richard Roper comes in, comes flying in on his helicopter yes. late at night. There, no, his plane. Then they sent the helicopter. Oh, oh yes. yes, the hotel of course. did. No, oh, yeah, of course. Because that's yes. what you do for your guests that come yes. in. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You're, you know, he's, he's supposed to be. He's he's really an arms dealer. We yeah. know that, and we're mm-hmm. trying to get him. But he comes across as a, as a well well regarded philanthropist. Yes. At least that's his. That's a smart he, cover. Yeah. It's a good way to get you to travel. Yes. And you could be like, no one would suspect me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get a channel. Yeah. You can yeah. travel all over the world. You can talk about like, what is that? Harvest combines? Yeah. Nobody would think anything of it if he's going to some random country. They'd be like, oh, he's going to go do something. And then he just has to maybe make some speech somewhere and be like, good, I'm done. Yeah. You know. 
And he comes in with his little entourage. I was just thinking the word entourage. I'm like, him and his little crew. Yes, his little crew there. Uh, he's got his little bits that he does with everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his uh, his girl that on his side, Jed. Yep. Oh, well, he said he, he he met. Is she tall or is he not that tall? She seemed rather tall Because she seemed taller than him. Yeah. And I thought he was tall-ish. I, th- I mean, I feel like Hugh Laurie seems at least six feet. Uh, that in my head, I imagine. I know we'll have to go him. look it up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I felt she seemed tall. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, when they come in, uh, I mean, first uh, you see Tom Nelson like, "Oh my gosh, it's Richard Roper right here." My. He's he wasn't so good with his cover. No. 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 I'm like you're staring at them. He's just like. Yeah. <laughs> you need to like use that peripheral vision and not look at them. And it's interesting. Uh, I'm to see how Hugh Laurie is playing that scene as Richard Roper, where mm-hmm. he starts talking to Jonathan Pine, and you're wondering is he suspicious of him, or he just sees him as like, oh, this is another human that's in my orbit that I can kind of play around and toy with. And he's new. Yes. And if you're familiar with a place and you do have someone new, then he maybe is intrigued. Like you're new. Who is this? Like maybe it makes everything. Suspicious, but not because he knows who he is. Maybe later when he finds out where he worked. Yeah. No. That, yeah. Then he has a moment of like, hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, because uh, yeah, because I wonder, like, if you're leading that life of uh, an arms dealer, but arms dealer, but portraying yourself as a philanthropist, are you just naturally suspicious, suspicious of anybody new into your orbit? Sure. I imagine. Yeah. It's tough being an arms dealer. You know. Yeah, I mean, you can only. I guess you can't that's why trust you, yeah. people nowadays. That's why you got to just keep a yeah, very uh, tight entourage. His little group. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, those are the ones you can Ooh, only. There are some cr- weird characters in that group that were entertaining. Um, yes. The one that was the shorter, I think he seemed shorter. That kind of was like almost flirting with. Yeah, him. Tom Hollander. Uh, that yes. was like. I don't know how to... I don't understand you. Are you trying to hit on him? I yeah. think so. Well, Are you just trying to make him uncomfortable? Because when he does something, it's like, oh, do you play golf? I don't play that. I play the 19th hole. hole. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> even I was like, huh? What does He's that like mean? looking at him like, <laughs> you. And no. I'm wondering, what, what is the 19th hole? Should I be getting this flirt? I, I'm yeah, missing... I'm like, I'm not, I don't play golf either. Yeah. There you go, guys. What What is that? What mean? is the 19th hole? Is, is, yeah. is that the last one? Well, it's the 18th hole is the last one. But the, oh. the 19th hole... I always know, like, uh... Bonus? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that is... No, or is it your butt? I don't know if that's... Yeah, I'm like... Mm. I think that was what he was trying to insinuate. The 19 yeah, holes your butt? Yeah, oh, thanks, probably. James. Yeah, James but why is up on 19? That. Because there's 18 holes in golf, so then, like, that's the extra hole, huh? Okay, uh-huh. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh-huh. We have our engineer talking to us and giving us theories on that. That's what I love. James has got the 411 on, yes. on the butt stuff. Apparently he knows... <laughs> yeah that was an interesting and then later when um even how he reacts to um pine when he tells him to come over to escort the ladies like his just like gesture and like come here now manservant Mm -hmm. that was interesting too like i know he's working for you guys in terms of like working at the hotel but still it's like Man, y'all are rude. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's just used to having your way. Like, yeah. yeah, we just yeah. come in and we boss everybody around. Yeah. You do it. Uh, you do what they we want. They got money, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Pine escorts them up to the, their room. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they notice that you know while they've been away that the bathrooms have been completely redone. Yes. And uh, Jed decides while well, everybody's in the room, this is a great time to just take a bath. No big. Let's take a bath. Let's just do that. No, not just take a bath. Undress. Yes. With the door open. Yep. That's right. yeah. That's what you do. I, I, you know, I, I guess that's a woman that's just very confident in herself, where she's like, "All right." Well, and then he, um, Roper, Roper doesn't mind that his crew get to watch. No, Could that be the other bit. Like, there's one thing of her not caring, but then if he's like the boyfriend in a way, like he could be possessive of like, I don't want them seen, but he's like, whatever. 
Yeah. And uh, you can imagine just all that. And we, as we see, it does bring back Shades of Sophia to mm-hmm. Pine right there. I mean, it even mm-hmm. flashes to that uh, to her momentarily, mm-hmm. kind of seeing that kind of same similar situation playing out. And you can just see him. I mean, I mean, Roper can't uh, clearly sees Pine just kind of just dead eyed looking right at her there. Yeah. He's de- that was one of his worst cover moments of like, I'm very distracted. Yes. And you're like, oh, just get out of the room. And even Roper just kind of plays with him here. Take this champagne into yeah. it. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. Yeah. He's like, oh, OK. Yeah, so that's when I was like, all right, I think he's just enjoying having this yeah. get this guy, this new, new toy. Human, yeah, new toy. Let's play around with this mm-hmm. guy. I, and Ro- he's like a cat playing with the mouse. Ah, that's true. He just wants Very to mess with him. Maybe not necessarily kill him right away, but just like, I just want to mess with you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we see Pine, though. He does not uh Ooh, do that well. vomit. Yeah. No. Makes sense, though. He, I, yeah, I, that I, bothered. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, yeah. I mean... I mean, I can't. I can't say that's a terrible decision. I mean, I'm not. I've never seen somebody that uh, killed, and then I find the person that was kind of ultimately yeah. responsible for a murder comes waltzing in four years later. He just probably was so sick having to hold that all in, you know. Yeah. And deal with it. That's where you have to be. But then be, he doesn't get sick again, so he had his one time. And yeah. Good. I just yeah. had to. You had to get it out of your system. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure. Yeah, all right. Uh, and then he does the thing where he goes down to the lobby because they're waiting for a parcel to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and he didn't give them their parcel. Oh yes. So uh, he withheld it. So uh, he has to go down. And say, oh, we'll make sure. We'll see if it's come in. Yeah, yeah. And he opens it up and he finds all these. Uh, like I seem like SIM cards. Uh, yes. And so he writes down all the serial numbers for all those. Which I like that he looks at it, puts it away, and then remembers those numbers. I was, I like, was blown away no by that. No way. Yes. What a photo. I mean, I would I would be like. Best uh, photographic memory, man. Yeah. No way. I mean, especially because he was smart to send away the, uh, the, whole, well, the person working at the front desk to go make some copies. So he had time to do that. But still, I would need more time than that. Only way it'd work is if they're all bought together and they're first like six of ten numbers are all the same and yeah. maybe the last four are different that'd be the only way that'd be like okay well it's all the same but still that i was like wow you remember you memorize that real fast yeah i mean i, I almost guess almost gets caught too no that's true uh but able to uh well because then he uh, he uh, takes a package and he asks like uh when deliver this up to mr roper and mm-hmm. get his garbage because he doesn't like to have oh, a i'm thinking when he's writing down the thing and then the guys come down yeah and he's like pocket yeah because he goes Let back out, cause, yeah because he does notice uh, roper up in the room when he had the champagne yeah he notices a dumping stuff into the bottle mm-hmm. so i was like oh yeah why is he asking for the garbage and then find out like oh yeah the you know their other original sim cards mm-hmm. were in the uh, the the, the champagne the pistachio bottle. seeds yes <laughs> so he gets those and as he's writing it down almost busted like is the night yeah. is the bar still open it's like, oh yeah, sure yeah of course I, which i like allow me to escort you like yeah i just point us there i don't it's okay, night manager. Well, that's the other thing, too, is how small this place is. Because even escorting them to their room, if it is a client that important and, you know, there's nobody really around, it's not that abnormal for them to do that, I think. But if you're if you're uh, Carrie Lane, you're, you're a world-renowned traveler. You're going all over the place. You go in, you land in your hotel. But Maybe you're the, spending that much money. Yes, they will take you. But but do you do you want do you want to be escorted? Do you or you want like, hey, I just give like me my room key? I don't like people asking me stuff when I'm shopping. So no, I think so. No, I get in the <laughs> shop. And I'm like I'm good. No, I don't need help. I don't. I'm, I'm I need to. This, is it fitting? Okay, can we get you another size? I'm and you're good. Like, no, go away. Yeah, I'm capable to walk right out there. But I think the that's one. what they expect at those hotels, like at high end resorts. I'm pretty sure that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, I would like to think that even if I, like... I'll have I, to double check with my friend, but I thought that's yes. what she would do, of, like, you would take them to the room if they were a high-end client. Yeah. I Again, if I want, if I also became rich and I, I was could lead that lifestyle, I don't think I'd want people, even, even if I was super rich and a really powerful client. But see, know. ah, then you would go to the hotel you know, and it would be the people you know taking you to your room. So then when you get the new people, that's when you, when you, that is when you would be like, I don't know you. 
Yeah, don't. So walk see, into then this it room. would be okay if you knew them. I mean, I guess it'd be it, like seeing your friend again. It's like, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, like an old, an old friend. I want, but but I want... since the bar was like right there, that, yeah, that was a little like, let me walk you across the hallway. Let me hold this door open and then follow you in. <laughs> yes. Let's get a drink together. Why yeah. not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and then we uh, another beautiful shot though. As mm-hmm. we see him going up to his room, mm-hmm. uh, just oh, beautiful, the landscape right there, just mm-hmm. oof. Uh, and he finds Angela Burr's number and gives her a call. Mm-hmm. And I did like you said, I, I, as you were watching, I did like your reaction. Several points as we went to commercial, like, that, I thought that's the end of the episode, right? Nope, yeah. there's still more. They had nope. a lot of those. That he's like, I'm the night manager, Blah-da-da. or something. And you're like, that's the end. Nope, just kidding. I think it happened at least two times where I was like, yeah. oh, and then that we're, nope, we're still going. No, nope, we're still coming back. Yeah, yeah. of course, because mm-hmm. we need, uh, now need to have a moment there. Uh, well, first we have uh, Roper and uh, Pine talking outside, both uh, smoking and a little cigarette. Stars. Yeah, looking at the stars. And uh, they do have, uh, I, I think this is the moment where Roper kind of reevaluates Pine slightly. Yeah. Oh, because he doesn't throw away a cigarette. Yes. Yes. So uh, he goes, oh, yeah, most people would throw away that cigarette if a client, or if, uh, you know, I, I think it goes to show that he kind of doesn't give. Uh, I was like an F. <laughs> I was like, I'm yes. gonna give an F about what other people think that he's just gonna do, it. and then it's his break. Be like, I don't care. Yeah, that you're there. No, he's I'm... not gonna hide. Who, he's not gonna hide who he is. Which for our semi into the for next time thing would be good if you're trying to infiltrate a group because if they think you're straightforward and you don't hide who you are that'd be really good when you're trying to make your way into the secret group yeah I'll be curious if to that see, makes sense yeah, that was a little more wordy than I wanted <laughs> yeah and that's why I'm curious because since I have not read the book but to see where this next episode goes yeah me it neither mean, we'll just means, say that for people oh, yeah. be like I haven't read, read the, the books book. no sorry maybe maybe if later <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> we'll try to read it before the six episodes yeah. are up and then we can really compare and we'll contrast see. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes from uh, being the night manager to all of a sudden be inside Richard Roper's inner, inner yeah. circle there. That'll be an interesting journey for that. But uh, so Richard Roper says, hey, we're leaving in the morning. So uh, so toodles. Uh, yep. Adios. After he get after he does see the uh, the meeting going down with uh, Apo uh, mm-hmm. about the, the harvest combiners. Yes. Uh, we've got some, you know, come, you know, got some of those coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, it, you know, of course, Pine, no dummy, knows what that really means. Yes. And knows that there's some serious weapons going to be in the hands of some dangerous people. Yep. And uh, so he makes sure that he arranges a meeting with Angela Byrne. She mm-hmm. comes down with her in her pregnant glory. Comes down <laughs> all the way to the Swiss Alps there to to meet with Jonathan Pine. Mm-hmm. And that that uh, that restaurant very deserted but very lovely. Mm-hmm. The set for that was uh, I mean I, I assume a real life location, but yeah, amazing. Oh, yes. and the view when you yes. saw the town below. Oh my gosh, that looked gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and they have a talk, and uh, it's interesting. You learn a little bit about Jonathan Pine's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, because she's wondering, well, you know, why? You know, why are you? Why are you yeah. doing this? Yeah. Uh, and oh, it, I did love his response. Yes. Uh, how British and how noble. Because <laughs> uh, he says, well, I've been in war. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen what that's done. I know what these weapons could do. Uh, mm-hmm. Anybody in this situation would do that. And Well, it's a, when, you, when you're British and they're British yeah. and this is happening, you got to do something. Which that was interesting. That was. But even uh, Olivia Coleman's response. Is it kind of that idea that it's your fellow countrymen messing the world up and so you feel a duty like if you're an American, if you knew an American was doing it, would you feel more inclined than if it was you're an American, they're British or something? Be like, well, they're not one of ours, so they're not representing us. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's. Uh, I think that's kind of where he was going, is because since he's of the same country, it's like you're almost a representative, or you have to protect people from your own 
or something like that. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, I think that yeah, that that national loyalty. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also intermixed with everything that happened with Sophie. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly, sure. Uh, you know, I guess does motivate him to want him at least do mm-hmm. something to try yeah. to stop this. Uh, how much? I mean, he wants to get involved is not quite sure. I mean, he doesn't, well, he doesn't seem, know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but even uh, after he says that, it's like you know, you should, you should do something. Uh, Olivia Coleman's like that. Many people would. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, you you say that anybody would do that, but a lot of people would no. just turn a blind eye to this. Yeah. You know, or her line next where she's like, well, what are you willing to do? Yeah, and that's what we're going to find out, what Jonathan Bynes willing to do to bring Richard Roper to, to justice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to have to infiltrate this ring. And it, I think it's always tough, anybody that goes undercover, you can't help but start to sympathize with the people that you're infiltrating. Sure. Starting to it's see almost things. like a Stockholm Syndrome going on. Yeah, and I think it's, it becomes incredibly tough to keep your priorities in straight without yeah. starting to feel sympathetic towards those people mm-hmm. you're trying to, you know, to bring down. Or you just do things that you wouldn't normally do because you have to, otherwise you'll die. That's true, yeah. You gotta I mean, do something to fit in and maybe that goes against your character, but that's not your character you represent to these people, so you need to do it. Yeah, it's, uh, which I get, yeah, and I feel like uh, Richard Roper is definitely the type of person that's mm-hmm. gonna push people's buttons mm-hmm. and make them kind of do things yes. out of the comfort zone. One, yep. just, uh, just because he can. Yeah. Yeah, he just likes to mess with oh, people. Yes. Like, yeah, what can you do? All right, let's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, snort this uh, line of drugs right here in front of me. Just do that. Or yeah. beat this guy up right in front Can't of me. Can't really say no. Yeah. No, not that if you want to stick around, yeah. for sure. Exactly. Oof. Uh, so I guess that gives us a, a little bit of uh, predictions coming up for, for later episodes yeah. in this uh, miniseries. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Mm. So uh. how easily do you think... Good old Jonathan Pine can infiltrate Richard Roper's inner circle. You think it's very good? well, very quickly. Yes, because he Roper's already met him, mm-hmm. already respects a lot of his behavior, already knows that he's kind of in a servant position that he's good at doing what he's told. So I feel all those things make him an easy fit. True, though he is someone new that Roper might be like. I don't know how much I trust you. Like, they might let him in, but they'd still be guarded of, like, mm, I don't know how much we fully trust you, but he might get in easily, but not, like, to the innermost sanctum. And I certainly think that it's not necessarily just uh, Roper that he has to worry about, but also Roper's the inner whole circle. Crew, yeah. Yeah. I think anybody that's new, they're going to be, especially if Roper takes a fancy yeah. to them, mm-hmm. all eyes are on that. Then person. they're like jealous siblings. Yeah, like, wait, what's he getting all the love yeah. for? Yeah, wait, hold on. What's this Who guy's story? Guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and certainly as his, role, yeah, as his role as a night manager, I mean, that's his, I mean, he's there to cater to other people's mm-hmm. needs. Uh, he's, he's British already, so very charming. Uh, works in the service industry. I think industry. Roper likes that he's British, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he's able just to cater to people's yeah. desires. So he, and so he can fulfill your needs very mm-hmm. easily with a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you want that kind of person around that could do that? Yeah. And a little bit more easy, on, well, not, not that Hewler. I mean, Hewler's got Jed right there, but I mean, a little more easy than than, than Tom Hollander, you know? Well, well, it'd be better than an ugly person. <laughs> Let's be it. honest. That's you right. Know. Uh, there you go. Yeah. No ugly in my inner It always helps when someone's pretty. It's true. That's true. A lot of doors open for you right there. Yeah. Well, then if he's pretty and charming, he can get more things done for Roper. And that would be a thing that Roper would know, too. Yeah. But is he also going to see, I mean, I imagine we're going to find out what Jed's story is, mm-hmm. why she's with Roper. Does she like being in that situation with Roper? Is it going to be another Sophie kind of chance for him to redo and maybe change like a past mm-hmm. transgression that happened there? 
I hadn't thought that she'd have that much depth. You're giving her a lot more depth than I think. I, I was like, oh, I thought she'd be like a one episode or two, like, and we're done. I don't know. But I mean, maybe. I, yeah. She might stick around for sure. I mean, I feel like you you, it, you can't help. I mean, hopefully we're going to learn more about her character. That mm-hmm. she becomes more than just an uh, arm candy for, mm-hmm. for Roper. That'd be nice. But but I feel like she's got to play some kind of stakes to give uh, Pine like a chance. To... She'll seduce. She'll try to seduce Pine. <laughs> No, I don't think she has it for him, but um, I think maybe by accident there might be a predicament that he might get into because of her with and Roper. Yeah, like maybe her bathtub thing, like something like that, where um, Pine, you know, I don't know, something accidental, and then that might make him look bad to Roper. Because there certainly could be a thing where she doesn't want to be saved. She yeah. is in no position to be. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah, she's not. She's in like, any, I'm good. Yeah, but he uh, keeps pushing it, thinking that He's I have to knight. save this. He's a white knight. Wow. Oh, Gotta well. save the damsels in distress. Yeah, even if they don't want to be saved. Yeah. That's oh man, this is gonna be exciting. We've got five more episodes to break this all I down. Know. But if you guys want to, uh, that's gonna do that for this episode mm-hmm. of Night Manager, episode one. Woo! We're gonna be back breaking down the remaining five episodes of the six episode miniseries event. But if you want to continue the conversation, you can like us on Facebook, give us those sweet five stars on the iTunes. If you want to carry Thumbs on the conversation up. on Twitter. Carrie, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. We will be <laughs> we'll be back here next week to break down episode two of the Night Manager. Until then, see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.